I see we have our people in the building. We have Winfield slash New Orleans in the building. That, that's my city, Winfield, Louisiana. Dre, what's your city? New Orleans by way of Dallas. By way of Dallas. I'm in Houston now, but I will forever be a Louisiana girl. Can't take it away. Exactly. Well, we are going live to speak it tonight. I am your girl, Shuli, and I'm back for another conversation with an, a beautiful conversation started tonight. She is in the beauty industry. It is Miss Dre Tolliver. We have New Orleans in the city, Dre, again. New Orleans is showing up. Got Arlington, Texas. We're just letting Hello, you know, everybody. Yeah, we're just letting you all come in and get seated. And we're about to start this show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. As you all know, for those who have tuned in for the last few weeks with Speak It, hello, ladies. Houston is here. So we got Houston in the house. So we have people representing. So yeah, with Speak It, Speak It is just, it was birthed out of COVID. For the longest I wanted to do, a podcast and I had all these perfect names and all of these wonderful names. And then when God started speaking and said that it was now and the time was now, it was so perfect because I live in a world of words as a voice therapist. And I learned about a word, this was last year, ashe, which is a West African term that means to speak a thing or the power to speak a thing into existence. We know that our words have power. We can create and we can destroy with our words. And when we speak it in these conversations, these are empowering conversations. These are conversations that need to be had. And as we're going through these uncertain times, as people call it weird times, whatever you want to call it, it's a really, it's a time that we have not experienced in our lifetime before. This pandemic, the COVID pandemic has caused people to reflect and look at how they're doing life differently. It's caused us to think about our businesses. It's causing us to adjust, or as we're talking about tonight, to pivot. In the words of Paula Sun, I know that's, that's my girl. Hey, Paula, I know she tuned in. That's what she's been talking about a lot in her cast, pivoting. And we're here. We know that Miss Tolliver has made lemonade, but I want you to hear from her. She's made lemonade, but I just COVID lemon. Hey, Sugarland, Texas. So the people are here, and it's just time. So without further ado, let's speak it, girl. You ready? I'm ready. Thank you for having me. You are. And you so can just call me Dre. You don't have to call me Miss Tyler. You I can know. just say Dre. See, thank you. All right, good. <laughs> See, we're about to have fun. All right, this is a nice moment that we're about to have. So, Dre. Give us your background. Tell us your industry. Um, it's funny you ask my background versus my industry. So mm -hmm. I'm a, a New Orleanian, as um, we both spoke about. Uh, Grambling State University graduate with a BS in, yes, ma'am, um, BS in business administration. I originally started out in corporate America with General Motors. I did that first seven and a half years in took the early buyout when they had all their restructuring and decided to do something I love, which is hair. And I've been doing that now since <clears throat> February of 2008. Okay. On my own, in my own little suites, just my, you know, not working for a salon chain or anything like that. Just my own sole proprietor business owner. 
And in this beauty industry, I've seen it come, go up, down. And <clears throat> as I watch it all, I've learned that we have to kind of have multiple streams of revenue coming in in this industry. Because if we're not behind the chair, we don't eat, we don't make money. So that's kind of what this industry is like, you know, and they say, oh, in a recession, you're going to make money. Yeah, but when you have to stay home, what do you do? You can't make money. Tell us about exactly. So bringing us forward, first of all, you know, multiple streams of income. I'm dropping my pen right there. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> but tell us what COVID-19 has been like for you being a stylist. You had a clientele and and now we're here kind of walk us through that quickly okay. give us a picture so on a weekly basis i would say mm, 50 to 100 clients a week if you will um constantly tuesday through saturday you know kind of grinding it out you know what i'm saying um and to go from that to having to stay at home and not being able to do it at all, it was scary at first. However, you know, I'm that faith person. So I'm like, you know what? God, don't put you in a situation you can't handle. Girlfriend, dig in your bag. What else you got? Let's see. Now, um, my clients have been gracious and I'm so grateful for that. I've gotten payments as if they were still coming, get their hair done from some of them. Some of them have blessed me with over amounts of money to say, hey, I know I won't be able to see you for a while, so take this. But I use all of that to do something else that I uh, enjoy doing. And that's making bracelets and jewelry and stuff like that. So um, my apartment complex, they didn't have a reprieve like, hey, you could pay later or any of that stuff. So um, I had to make sure that my cushion didn't get too low for when I need to kind of keep things afloat here at home. Yes. So I was grateful to have the multiple streams of income. And I do, I'm a licensed insurance agent as well. So I do life auto, um, renter's insurance, car insurance, business insurance. Um, I have a health and wellness business. A lot of people knew how well I did with my It Works business and my, and my bracelet business which has now become my main focus since I've been at home. <laughs> I'm, I'm counting. You're still counting? <laughs> I'm still counting the screen. <laughs> so it was a good time. COVID was a good time for me, of course, to rest because I would never tell clients no. So it's been a good time for me to rest. But it also um, encouraged me to hone in on these other businesses that I always kind of did when I had a little few minutes here and there. So it kind of helped me hone in on those things. Um, really, you know, sit back and reflect and say, okay, now how can I go back to the salon and keep this going? So, you know, building that inventory up and making sure I have that, you know, for some time to come, because as you know, going back to the salon won't be business as usual. What is, so, what's your plan? So, um, of course, I've taken some courses to enhance safety and sanitation, um, got my certification for those things. And that's to reassure what I already know, but to give my clients a level of comfort when they come back to know, hey, I've done all these things, taken into measure. So any given day, uh, eight hour day, I could do 10 to 12 clients in any given day. 
Now I am going back and I'm only doing five clients a day on a two hour time frame because of the safety precautions we have to put in place. Can't bring anybody with you. They got to okay. sit in the car. They got to wear masks. They can't um, mingle in the hall. If they have to use the restroom, you got to wear your mask down there. First level of business coming in, I got to do temperature checks, make sure hands are washed. It's so many different things that we have to now put in place to even service a client before we even get to the business of doing their hair. Correct. Now, going back really quickly, I'm interested to know, especially with all of this social media talk of everybody, oh, I miss going to the salon. I miss getting my hair done. I miss getting my nails done. Did you have any clients during this time that tried to just get you to go ahead and come out the good old quarantine? Yes. And when I sent them the, um, I had several to ask me, can I come to your house? Can you come to my house? I had several to say, well, if I shampoo it myself, can I come by and you just straighten it for me? Um, I've had all kind of offers on the table, but um, I sent them over all the rules and regulations and the fines and fees. And I was, and I told them, I said, if you guys are willing to pay these um, for me, I'll gladly do that. And you know, nobody's willing to do that. But I didn't want to risk losing my license because it was a two-year licensure suspension if you were caught. Um, 90 days jail time and so forth, so on. So I didn't want to risk those things. What? Speaking of the, the jail time, okay, okay. Let's get into the tea real quick. What do you think about your salon-owning counterpart that did in any way, disobeyed the order. What do you think about that situation? I think as everything, and, you know, forgive me for if I step on any toes, but white privilege is what it is. I mean, I probably would still be in jail. I probably would have went to jail the first day not given just a citation. I think it was very selfish of her to do it, regardless of, you know, Oh, she needed to take care of her family or whatever. Guess what? We all have that. It's our livelihood. My son has asthma. He's 19. But what would it be for me to risk his life going to somebody else's house, not knowing who they've been around or, it, you know, so I just think it was selfish of her. And I think it was handled um, very lightly com compared to what I would have dealt with if it were me. Yes. And that when I... <laughs> heard about that. I saw the picture, but then I really honed in because things have been really crazy. And I'm hearing all of the fines, like you said, you had to go in the house, even though you were concerned for your own safety and your home and your clients, I commend you for that because I'm thinking, all right, as much as I would love to get my hair done, I'm just the way, <laughs> yeah, the way my dermatophobia is set up, I, I just, I couldn't even... Think about it. So the salon opens tomorrow. Andre not going to the salon tomorrow. Okay, so when does Dre, the artisan, go back? I'm going to give them probably a week or two to let this fall out and see what happens, if the numbers will increase or whatever before I even take my chances on going back. So our original date was the 18th of May. So I'm going to probably wait until around that time before I even, you know, make the announcement to my clients that I'm coming back. Um, it's, it's just not, it's not worth it for me. Yeah. And I've, I've only received one check from unemployment, which was last week. So it ain't that it's just, you know what? God got it. I ain't gonna worry about it. So you, you know? have to trust and depend. 
And back to your multiple streams of income, like you said, <laughs> depends on God. You are doing these bracelets. Now, this good old Stacked by Dre, I've, yes. I've even heard your name before and I've seen things. But then when I went to look at your jewelry, I was like, <laughs> I want to be cute at home because it's cute. So tell me about that as your stream of income. When did that come into play and how? So I always kind of do seasonal stuff like Mother's Day, football season. Of course, I do all the Saints stuff, you know, and I'll do some custom for people that are non-Saints fans. But um, then I start finding different little more, I want to say, not really more dressy, but just more fun stuff. And I see that people like it more. So I start kind of stepping up my game as far as what they look like. If Let them tell a story, make it personable to people. And I started it, like I said, way back in 2012 when Basketball Wives came out because okay. I saw those ladies wearing it and loved it. <laughs> I was about to say, what do Basketball Wives and Stack Bracelets have in common? Yeah, they used to wear them all the time. Shawnee and all those ladies wore them. And the person that used to sell theirs, I went on their website and it was like extremely expensive to purchase. So I figured out how to make them for myself. And from there, it just turned into a business. And here I am today. And it's kind of like I said, it's been my lemonade during COVID. So. Come on, lemonade. What flavor is yes. the COVID lemonade? Girl, yes, ma'am. It's sweet tea with lemonade. How about that? Under my favorite in Arnold Palmer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Now, with the business, you said you're working on your inventory. You've done that. And then multiple streams of income. Is that does that have anything to do with tell us about your shirt? Femogo. Oh, tell me what is a future femogo? is a future is female, honey. You know, kind of like you're speaking, you know, you're highlighting all these phenomenal women and women that's doing this and doing that. Um, I think we don't have to be celebrities to kind of uplift one another. And to me, I started putting this together to also highlight women that I thought were female moguls you know what I mean mm -hmm. so I trademarked the word and put my own definition to it and um really kind of just starting to you know get my wheels spinning on that one so stay tuned for yours oh. <laughs> I, I love that so I'm just um in, in love with you right now you know and I see that in myself it's like when I put my mind to something you know it's just like it's nothing for me to do it and I've always been humble enough to not brag or whatever but everybody's always like girl you just attract people girl you could do this you could do that and it just it hit me one night and I was like huh this sounds like something went online looked to see if it was a word trademarked it real quick put it all together and that was birth as well so Stay tuned for more on that one, because like I said, I want to develop a platform where I highlight just sisters, everyday sisters that's doing it. You know, yes. I, don't, we don't have to be on the Red Table Talk. We don't have to be on um, the Oprah show to be highlighted as this female mogul, because you know what? That's not everyday people, you know, that's, that's good stuff. And then so for the woman 
that is out right now and she has lemons and she feels like COVID has just been nothing but a good old batch of lemons. What do you have to say? Not, well, we have some men on this, on this podcast too or this live cast. So what do you have to say to the person that's got these lemons? What are we doing? How are we making this lemonade? I, I, I think we need to do like we're doing. Lock arms with somebody you admire or in a profession or field that you would love to see yourself go in. And, um, you know, Ask them to mentor you. Ask the questions. Don't be afraid to, you know, latch on to that person and get where you're trying to go. Because guess what? We could do so much more in numbers than if we're trying to do it all by ourselves. And um, you said Paula's son. She can tell you, I love networking with others. Mm -hmm. I'm a person that stays to herself. But for the good of my sisters, guess what? We're going to make it happen. I don't care what I have to do. Um, to make it happen. That's what my goal is to just make sure each one teach one. If I can't bring one with me, I don't want to do it. You know, come on. That's that girl tribe. So we have Ivan Parker that says real talk very back, back in the back, back. He said facts whenever you were talking a few minutes ago. And then Monica Swint said, I agree. And Ivan Parker oh, yeah. again said real talk, strength in numbers, because thank you to Ivan Parker. Like you said, just we need each other locking arms and that support because sports talk with friends. They are my my new brothers. They are New Orleans homeboys and they have just supported me when I said I was going to go live and we were going to do this. I've had my tribe of people, my family, my friends, everybody that I call my producers that have just given me feedback. They've been very encouraging to me. And I think during this time I've seen, well, I've, I'm fortunate to be supported, but just the level of support as people are launching things is just amazing. Can you tell it me is, a little bit about your support system? Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, girl. I cry probably once a week at the overwhelmingly, um, support and you know feedback I get and um um they'll tell you I'm a crybaby too so <laughs> but it's 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 phenomenal whether it's my clients um that has become friends whether it's my sorority sisters I've had sorors from all over the country to say hey I need your address shop send me a grocery card here or there or and as far as my bracelet business once I got one good client she just told the whole world so like for Mother's Day I think I probably supplied our whole family with bracelets so when I tell you my support system is phenomenal and um I was once once that person that was just afraid to just put myself out there mm -hmm. and then once you know I just say you know what I'm going to just take the gloves off and do it scared and jump. It has been nothing but a blessing. And I'm just pray God continues to cover me as I keep going. And, you know, like I said, my goal is to help every sister I can. You, you'll be surprised. I have cousin in New Orleans that do this, brace, this bracelet business. She said, so how do I get started? I help her. There's another lady in New Orleans. She inboxed me all the time. Who are your retailers? What, you know what? I don't have a problem sharing because you know what? We could do all the same businesses, but we have different sauce, different swag. So I don't mind sharing where I get it from or what I'm doing or how to do it. But we're so anxious to be in competition. I don't want to compete. I want to I want to compilate. Let's 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 work together. Come on. That's my goal. You Come know what on. I'm saying? So um, and I think that's why I've been blessed because. Mm -hmm. I'm that giver. 
I'm the one that got my hand out all the time, giving, giving, giving. And it's been hard for me to receive, but I know God says, you got to let other people be a blessing to you or you're going to block their blessing along with your own. So I've gone ahead and done that as well. Ooh, you're dropping some nuggets <laughs> to be able to receive. And you're right, because people who are givers do struggle with that sometimes. So it's, it was a hard one for me because I've always been that person to give, give, give. We had a party. Hey, drinks on me. We doing this. Hey, dinner on me. It's always been me. So now to, to, to get it reciprocated, I've been a sobby mess. You hear me? <laughs> a sobby mess. Has, would you say that COVID has taught you how to receive? Girlfriend, it has taught me a lot of things. Receiving has been one of them. Okay. And um, I've always been a person to stand in on my faith. But I tell you what, it has built a, a stronger faith base for me mm-hmm. just to be able to say, God, I know that's you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've been so, so grateful for it all. Yes. Well, I'm looking at these comments. I'm dropping it. Um, first, Angela says she is amazing. One of my biggest cheerleaders. Hey, Dre, you've come so far. I remember the corporate world you were in. Amazing, inspiring and motivational. Talk about that real quick. We didn't even talk about your jump. How did you go from corporate business administration, working in the corporate world to even starting your own business in the first place? Take us back real quick. Well, it, at Grambling, girlfriend, let me tell you, I was the campus hairdresser, number one. I had three dryers set up, one in my room, my neighbor Tammy's room, and across the hall in my friend Stacy's room. So hair was always something that I just loved to do. In high school, I couldn't afford to get my hair done because my mom was a single mom. So I would go to the hairdresser every Saturday, sweep the floor, do the towels, whatever, to pay for my hair. So being in there all the day, I just, you know... Grab the love for it all. Okay. Of course, you go to college because your mama said you need to go to college. You know, I was like, who wants to go to college? I can go do hair, make some money. And I was like, no, I think you should go to college. Well, I was going to go into the Air Force. And then um, Kuwait broke out the war and all that. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to college. (laughs) Grambling State was the first person to respond. And honey, I was on the first thing smoking to Grambling. (laughs) So that's why I went to Grambling. Um. I swear I would do it all over again. It was the best time of my life. I have some of the best friends, sisterhoods from there. And being at Grambling is really what taught me togetherness. Mm. Um, Dr. Annie Brown was our department head in business. And let me tell you something. She would put us together and teach us from etiquette to what we should look like and how we should stick together. Those developed my togetherness. Grambling taught me something that I don't think I would have learned anywhere else. Everywhere else, I think I would have gotten my books. Hey, she's teachable. Give her her degree. Grambling gave me something special. Mm, I got chills because I would do it all over again. So, of course, getting your degree, the first thing you want to do is get a job because, hey, I didn't get a degree not to go to corporate America. And it was a rat race. But there... um, you know, being in a car industry, it's a good old boy network, whatever. So the few African-American that we did find, you know, we kind of made the friendships, the contacts, helped each other out. And right before I left, I was here in Dallas based um, in the South Central region. I'm a competitive person. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I'm a competitive person. 
And I don't want to win by myself. And when I tell you they put those boards up and those stats up and the top five was the top five sisters in the area, that right there was winning. Not just me at the top, all five of us. Because that's what we work to do, to kind of stick together and make sure we band together in numbers. And it worked. It, the system worked. And then it was like, all right, we got to break all this up. We can't have this right here. So when they start downsizing, I was like, I'll go because I really wanted to go do hair full time. Do your, your love. How, yes. How have those skills helped you? Because I feel like oh my gosh, tremendously. Do, yeah, everything we do helps us. It's a transfer. So how has that helped yep. you? So working in corporate America, I had like this Carl Sewell's of Dallas, which was white glove kind of businesses. So from that, I was able to take those business skills to the salon. Okay. And my clients will tell you, very professional, on time. Um we, you know, no waiting, not 13 people sitting in a chair with a plastic cap, sitting waiting. We're by appointment, in and out, no. time is money, you know, that Ooh. kind of thing. So Man. I am very grateful for, you know, having had that experience because I was able to take that professionalism into the salon to set myself apart from your typical hairdresser. Okay. So what's next? You're coming um, out of this. Have, like I said, I'm coming back. I'm going to come back, you know, stronger. I've in implemented a few new things to the salon. Um, like I said, redoing safety and sanitation for the clients, offering different services to the clients that I didn't have before. Um, and it's taught me to make sure I still take care of me through it all because everything else will take care of itself. Amen. What do you have to say to those people who are still itching? Mother's Day is coming up and they're supposed to be, like you said, opening salons. I know you're not. What do you have to say to those people, even from a, a beauty inside out perspective, go as deep as you want to go. But those people that feel so itchy and like, I haven't had my hair done. I want to get my hair done. It's Mother's Day. It's a special occasion. What do you, what do you say? Uh, all I'm going to say is right now, the beauty industry is not for beauty, it's in the mortuary. <laughs> Hair and nails are getting done real well over there. I would say safety first. Your people gonna love you no matter what you look like. I mean, look at this. These <laughs> nails are a month old. I'm not crying about it. it. It is what it is, you know? If they love you, they understand. They know. Guys, take your time getting back there. Stay safe. Wear your mask if you feel like you have to do it. But I, um, Andre just won't be there. I'll see y'all maybe in a week or two to see what the fallout comes up. <laughs> in the meantime, she got some bracelets for you, though. You can look real cute. <laughs> real cute. Why, why are you sitting at home? <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of that, I want people to be able to reach out to you and find you. Like you said, multiple streams of income. You are... Yes. A beautiful woman inside and out. You, Thank you. The girl, boss, all the good things that, that people say. And I'm seeing the comments. <laughs> Arlene says, girl, tell them. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to translate. Girl, tell them. Okay, tell them <laughs> to sit at home and love yeah. yourself, be with your family. But how can they find you? On Instagram, I have two different pages. I have Dre the Hair Artisan, which is my hair stuff and personal stuff. 
Stacked by Dre, if you're looking for the bracelets on Instagram as well. Okay, and on that. Facebook, I'm Dre Tolliver. Well, you are out there to be found. We have these comments. Let's go through some comments. As we get ready to close out, I want to touch on another topic that has nothing to do with the beauty industry, but our people. But I want to see, do you all have any questions for Dre? Lee says COVID has reset some families to bring back values. Yes. COVID. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Everybody's at home cooking now. We're having dinner as a family like we were supposed to. Um, we're not so eager to, oh, I got this place to be, this thing to do. And that. I, I, I love it. You know, yeah. um, all the stuff that they would run to has been shut down and taken away from them to make them reflect on what's more important. That's family doing, you know, the family values. Family first. We are being reordered in this thing. Yep. India Dion says, thank you for the awesome nuggets you dropped. Stacy Spear, another gram fam. She's in the house too. She was yesing and amen. <laughs> oh, Ivan wants to know, will the hair and beauty industry be as profitable as before? Great question. Ivan, I think it will be probably even more profitable because um, the stylist that sat at home and was not fortunate enough to have um, the lemonade as um, Shuli spoke of, they're probably going to go up on prices, charge more for XYZ because they know people are itching to get back to them. So they're like, okay, I need to set myself up for the next pandemic or the next shutdown or whatever mm -hmm. it is that may be thrown at us versus setting themselves up like I have and trying to find multiple ways to have income coming in to supplement themselves. Yes. And one of your friends and Paula, they wanted to know about the insurance. We did not talk about that. We talked about your bracelets. We talked about your main business, but we did talk about your insurance before we get ready to get out of here. How can you help people? In the well, I can help with pretty much anything. I mean, I could help you become an agent like myself. I mm -hmm. mean, if you need insurance, I can help you, whether it's car, whether it's or renters, whether it's homeowners, even your business. And now they have a clause in there for loss of income. So that's another way you can secure yourself if something like this happens again. Insure your business and make sure you have that set in place. So if you, even if it's not a pandemic and you are put out of your place for a reason or to a fire or a flood or what have you, you would still get some income coming in where you're not, you know, strapped. So, um, there's multiple ways that um, uh, I can help out, even doing investments, because um, the insurance company that I'm with, we do annuities, mutual um, uh, savings accounts, all those things. So it's a lot I could help out with. So definitely hit me up, Instagram, Facebook, inbox me, whatever, and I'll help you out as much as I can. Okay. Your supporters, they're on here. They said, you are a notary as child. Wait a minute. Listen, <laughs> I'm still counting the streams, but that is very important to have multiple streams of income. And you are a walking example of that. And it, and it seems like it's not fragmented. That's what I'm loving about what you're doing, that it's, it seems like it's, it's moving together and it's all falling in place for you. It is. Um, again, people come get their hair done and you know, the hairdresser has to know everybody and everything. So 
why not me be that one-stop shop for all my clients? You but have yes, I am a notary as well. A good old business administration degree. Yes. Now, real quick about the new services that you'll be bringing in post COVID. Can you talk about that? Like what compelled you to, to plan on offering those? Well, it was some stuff that I was kind of going to do anyway and procrastinated. So it just kind of let me put it in place. So versus me doing a deep conditioner with the plastic cap, I'm going to have the full steamer services and you know, the different scalp stuff and incorporate more natural stuff because now that everybody's gone natural because mm -hmm. they can't get relaxes, some may have been have embraced it. So I gotta be ready for that wave of people as well. So I just been kind of doing my homework and my research on products and things that I can offer to my clients as they come back with whatever they desire. Okay. So natural hair, they will now have a place to go to to get that special yes. treatment. Okay. Yes. Very good. All right. Anything because, else? Yeah. Because like I said, most people, you know, haven't had relaxes in what, six, eight weeks. Um, some has called and said, hey, I cut it all off. Oh, yeah, you're natural now, girl. <laughs> so that? yeah, you're, you're natural. You might just wear, embrace it. So hey, I got something for her if she comes in and have that issue. So yeah. Girlfriend ready. Come through the mogul. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Thank you. Yes. All right. All right. So as we get ready to close out, we're going to play a nice, fun task, a little game. I'm going to throw out a word, and <laughs> I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Ooh. That's okay. <laughs> Beauty. Self-love. Hair. Natural. Lemons. Arnold Palmer. <laughs> I love it. Family. Embrace. And faith. Christianity, not religion. That's good. C. Renee Tillman, I'm saying all of your name, girl. She says, love you, Dre. <laughs> this has taught me to embrace my natural hair. Amen. Let, let me tell you. Amen. It made me think about this. One of my clients today, we were having a conversation, and he said, God has exposed, like through COVID, he said, God has exposed the true identity of everyone. Yes. He removed the veil, and you are standing as who you are. And I thought that was very powerful. And we thank you for being here with us and just blessing us with your energy and dropping the nuggets for the people. And I'm loving how you're just so encouraged and encouraging and positive despite all of this. Because again, like you said, your business as you knew it and that thing that was feeding you, I'm counting you said the people that were coming through your salon, I'm hearing you say that. And then you had to just let it go. And you just chose, like you said, your faith. You knew that your faith would take you through it. I thank yep. you. And, and I, I, and it's, it's like I said, it's just been a phenomenal time. And, you know, it was scary. Like I said, at first, like, well, what am I going to do? And then when you tried to do this whole unemployment and this and that, and you had all the run around, you know, it's like, you know what, forget it. And finally, after about a month of trying, I get through 
and like I said, I've only received one unemployment check, which was last week. So it was just like, girl, God was like, girlfriend, I'm gonna show you, you could get through this without all that. Just, yeah. just be still and know. You made it. Amy says, yep. great interview session, ladies. Much love, Graham fam. Faith is a powerful word. Yes. Be still and know that I'm God. Before we yes. get out of here, are you a praying woman? I would say you are. Of course I, I am. I just I had to am. ask, but I felt like Girl, yes, ma'am. And look, started as a young youngster, you know, the choir, all that good stuff. But okay. you can well, go all around. Okay, when well, it's planted I would, in you, it's in you. Let's pray for the people um, as we get ready to go back out into this world. Some of us feel like it's it's too soon. Some of us feel like you know we're ready. But more importantly, one of the things that has just been on my heart today was just everything that's going on. The young man that was jogging in oh Georgia, God. and you know, tomorrow is his birthday and they're doing that run to commemorate. I will be running. And I, I stand and I justice, hashtag justice for Ahmad. Um, I want to pray. I want to close us out and we're going to do that now. You can do it or I can do it or we can do it. I'm going to let you take it. Okay, so good. We're going to do this. I thank you all for tuning in and wherever you are in your life, like physically and naturally and spiritually speak it. If you are having things that you're going through and you're feeling discouraged, speak the thing that you want to see. Speak the thing that you know that God has promised you. And with saying that, I'm closing us out. Father God, I come to you saying thank you for this moment. It's so divine. I thank you for bringing two women together and you said that we're two or more gathered together in your name, that you're in the midst. And we believe that you are in the midst, oh, Father God. We've had things going on. This has been a year. But I thank you that you have shown us ways to rise above our every situation. But there are certain things that we feel like we're having a hard time rising above. And that is the attack on brown our lives, our brothers, our sons, our children, our people, Lord God. And that grieves us. And we ask that your will be done in this situation, that justice is served, oh, Father God, and that those men that did it, I thank you, Lord God, that there is even a conviction, oh, Father God, that there is a turning in their hearts. But in the meantime, oh, Father God, I thank you that you show up in your God in this moment and that as you bring justice to this situation, that you give peace to his family and that you do a turnaround and show us how, how do we even deal with this, Father? How do we fix this, oh God. How do we even heal this, oh God? And we know that you are the Lord of Lords. Lord, you're so providential. You're so big, oh God. And we know that you can do it, but we're saying, God, we're grieved and we're tired, Lord God. People are saying that they are sick, Lord God. We're, we're hurting, but we don't know what to do. And we say that to you and we surrender it to you and we ask that you help us, oh God, in these moments when we feel helpless, oh Father God. Help us and protect us and cover us in these moments where we feel hunted, oh God. Be our deliverer, oh God. Be a hedge of protection around our sons, Father God, our brothers, our family members, oh Father God. It must stop. We call a stop to it. We call an end to this, oh Father God, in the name of Jesus, oh Father God. Turn it around. We bow before you and we say thank you and we ask that you can do it because we know that you can, oh Father God. Give us direction on how, that we, how we can be helpful, oh Father God. 
give us insight, give us wisdom, give us reasoning, give us strategy so that we can continue to grow as a people, oh Father God, that we can continue to just walk in the greatness that you have placed inside of each and every one of us. And as we go back out into the world, oh Father God, give us wisdom. I thank you, Lord God, that your love moves about this earth in a way and that people see your face, oh Father God, in a way that they've never seen it before. These are the blessings we ask, oh Father God, in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 <sighs> Amen. All right. Go out and speak it. This has been Shuli. Follow your girl, Dre. And don't forget to jump in on our Fear to Freedom group on Facebook. If you have a vision and you have a dream, we're here to support you. And we have created a community for you to come and to be able to be honest about your fears, to walk in it, to carry out those dreams, those visions. We are here for you and we're giving God all the glory for who we are. And we yes, extend that to you in the name. In the name. <sighs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. <laughs>